Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning! It's time to wake up! I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Yes, sir. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show. Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday. We got a lot to get into today because, of course, we got football. Football, football, football. Football is what's happening right now. Training camp week two coming up for the 49ers. Joint practices going to be happening this week. But we did get an update from Kyle Shanahan yesterday. And it turns out that a lot of the members of the 49ers, a lot of the players have a hamstring strain. And look, we've heard from a team doctor who joined Willard and Dibbs, hamstring strains are very common. I'm not worried about the hamstring strains. The only thing I'm worried about is having to say hamstring strain until these guys fully recover. But there is one player who stuck out among those who have a hamstring injury, and we do want to get to that, see if the Niners need to make any additions. Plus, I want to take a look at the quarterbacks, too. And when you really look around the NFL, when you look at the team that the 49ers just played in Week 1, and you look at the team that the 49ers are going to play here in preseason of Week 2, you just look at the other teams around the NFC, and you wonder what their plans are at quarterback for the next few years. And... I think the future is bleak for the rest of the NFC, for a lot of the NFC, um, as far as their future at quarterback. So I do want to get to that uh, as well later on. Uh, Kevin Durant, he is still in the news, and it's a game of he said, she said. Mark Stein had a report from the New York Times about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant said it's not true. I don't even know what's going on in Brooklyn right now, but I do want to get to that as well. But I want to start off with some baseball. And last night, the Giants end up getting the 6-1 win over the Diamondbacks. And, you know, they've won the the last four. They swept the Pirates. They win this one. They've won seven of their last nine. Now they're currently one game over five they They're five and a half games back of the Padres right now. Um, And that is the team that's next up and coming for the wild card spot. So I do think there is some hope there if you're looking at the win-loss record, but I just want to focus on uh, one player here, and that is Joey Bart. Line drive, left field, up against the wall. Two runs are going to score, it'll be a single for Joey Bart. That's a three-hit night for Joey Bart. It's going to happen sooner than later. He's going to start climbing up the, the lineup. And really... That one should have been a double, but it was hit so hard that it just was hit off the wall, and there was no chance of him making it to second, so it's one of those really long singles. Uh, but that was a two-run single to give them the 6-1 lead. Tyro Estrada with the big double earlier. Uh, Evan Longoria with the big two-run home run. Actually, the Giants with some 
pretty efficient hitting nights here. They're actually getting on base and they are scoring those runners when they are on base. There's not a lot of runners in scoring position that are left on base. So they're actually knocking in those runs. And they did it against Madison Bumgarner. And actually, you know what? Before we do talk about Joey Bart, uh, just real quick on uh, on Bumgarner. I do think that Giants fans, the way that they gave him the round of applause as he's walking off the mound after giving up the 6-1 lead... I think they'll always do that. I remember, I actually, I had it in my mind <laughs> earlier on uh, during the game. It was going to be a, uh, it, it was going to be a very minor talking point, a sub headline, if you will, that was that I was going to talk about on this show. But it was going to be, you know, the Madison Bumgarner to the Diamondbacks thing. Has that wore off? Has the sting of seeing him in another uniform outside of a Giants uniform has that worn off? Because during the game, I'm not seeing a ton of, you know, oh, it's so weird seeing Madison Bumgarner in a Diamondbacks jersey. Maybe we're used to it now. But then, you know, and then I and then I started going down a rabbit hole thinking like, oh, do fans care about Madison Bumgarner anymore? But then with the round of applause that they gave him at the end of the game, I was like, all right, good. As long as Giants fans did that and gave him the respect that he deserves because we're very quick to forget about players and what he did for this th- team with the three championships, he wasn't at the 2012 World Series reunion, but he had a couple of uh, he had a huge start, obviously in 2010, the eight inning game, and then he was integral in the postseason in 2014. 2012 in the World Series did it not have the greatest outings? Those are actually the coldest among the times during his postseason run. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm just glad that Giants fans gave him his just due at the end of the game when he was taken out. Uh, but the guy I want to talk about here is Joey Bart. Let's actually talk about some players on the team. Now, Bart yesterday, three for four, couple RBIs, ended up striking out in this one. Uh, but he is currently on a seven-game hitting streak. He's 14 for 28 in that span. And also, within that seven-game hitting streak, five of those games are multi-hit games. Now, earlier on, when Joey Bart was called up this year and he was expected to, I'm not going to say expected to replace Buster Posey right away, but he was at least supposed to give Giants fans some hope and think, all right, you know what, it's not not the be-all, end-all that Buster Posey is off this team, but you couldn't help but think at the beginning of the year what this team would look like. I mean, you still can't help but think about it. What this team would look like if Buster Posey was there. But Joey Bart, I think, has alleviated some of that. Now, he batted 156 prior to getting sent down. That was up until June 4th, ever since the beginning of the season, up till June 4th. He only batted 156, struck out 49 times, and walk, walked 15 times. Again, struck out 49 times, walked 15 times, and batted 156 up until June 4th. And lately... I mean, he sure the strikeouts are still going to happen. Like that's just that's just how it goes in today's baseball. But the patience that he's had at the plate, you're wondering if that patience was ever going to pay off. And now it seems like not only is he hitting the ball, actually making contact, but he's hitting it hard. When he was actually making contact earlier in the season, if you look at all the the analytics, you go into baseball savant and you look at the expected batting average and the launch angles and the exit velocity the bacon i don't know if anybody heard about that the bacon the batting average on contact or the expected batting average on contact but it was very high it was right up there joey bart right up there among the lineup the only problem was he didn't really make contact like that was the only problem the batting average on contact was good but he wouldn't make contact too much, so that negated any of those analytics that you wanted to look at. But lately, as he is staying patient at the plate while at the same time being aggressive, a lot more first-pitch swinging for Joey Bart, man, that at-bat, that two-run single that I just played, I mean, that one right there, that was one of the most confident swings that I've seen him take. Like, he knew what pitch was coming, and he knew that this time going up against Bumgarner, his third time facing Bumgarner, that he could get a hit off this dude. He understood his release point. He guessed the right pitch. 
and he whacked it to left field. Could have been a double. Again, just a very long single. But he also showed some versatility at the plate earlier in the game in the third inning with this bunt single down the line. There's a bunt. It's a good one. And it's a fair ball. It just hit the bag before it was going to roll foul. That's, that's about as perfect as you could bunt it. They realized they didn't have a chance on the play. So just let it roll. And it went right down the, the foul line and it hits the base. That's a fair ball. If you haven't seen the game last night, if you didn't watch and you didn't get a look at that bunt from Joey Bart, that is about as perfect of a bunt as you could possibly have. It's rolling right in between the infield grass in the third baseline, right in that little dirt area, and it continues to roll down the middle. You're leaving the third baseman with no choice other than to possibly let it roll into foul territory. But as soon as it's about to possibly roll into foul territory, as soon as it's crossing the chalk, it hits the corner of the bag. Like right at the corner. That's about as perfect of a bunt as he could have put down. Now, did the Giants take advantage of it? No. No. They had two runners on, and it was it was frustrating because Tyro Estrada got on with the walk, then Joey Bart got on with that single, then Luis Gonzalez and Austin Slater, they both strike out, back-to-back strikeouts, and then Wilmer Flores flied out to end the inning. So that was a very frustrating inning, but they ended up making up for it. But if Joey Bart can keep this up, And you roll into next year with him as your catcher. Maybe you could sign a couple of free agents. Maybe you get a free agent shortstop. I was saying this on the morning roast, but we got five different shortstops that are going to be available free agents this year. Now, Trey Turner is one of those available free agents. I don't think the Dodgers are going to let him walk. I think Trey Turner is going to sign an extension with the Dodgers at some point. And I think he'll remain with the team. I don't expect him to be available But a lot of these other guys that are out there, the Carlos Correa's of the world, Carlos Correa, I think he's going to be right there. I'd be willing to give him a contract. Dansby Swanson, those types of dudes. Like, if you could bring in one of them, you maybe sign Carlos Rodon, even out that rotation. And I want to get some sound from Alex Alex Cobb. Speaking of the rotation, Alex Cobb last night was the starting pitcher uh, for the Giants, and he actually had something... He had a lot to say about Joey Bart. He had a very extensive answer when he was asked about him, and I want to play that on the other side here. But if you can even out that rotation, get a couple of more position players going into next year, and Joey Bart as your catcher, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Because the reason we weren't high on this season is due to not only... The fact that these veterans aren't showing out. Now, J.D. Davis, uh, by the way, the guy that they traded rough for, uh, J.D. Davis has been fantastic ever since he's joined the Giants. i got to be honest. He has been awesome ever since joining this club. Right now, in the month of August, he's been batting three forty five. He's had three home runs, only four RBIs, but he's getting on base. That's the most important part. He's getting on base. And I don't know what's going to happen with J.D. Davis after this season, but... We were talking about this year, like, eh, you're not developing anybody. You're not signing any big names. You didn't trade away Carlos Rodon for any up-and-coming talent. Like, what are we doing? Well, at the very least, because they are still within the wild card picture, they still are, and the way that the schedule works out for the rest of the season, they could be by the time September, October rolls around. But then they're at least developing this dude Joey Barton, he's got that confidence. He already had it behind the plate. But it was in the batter's box where we wanted to see it. And in that game last night, man, he looked just about as confident as ever. Now the question is, will he move up in the lineup? Because they still have him batting in the bottom third. They still have him either batting 7th, batting 8th, or batting ninth. You can move this dude up. It's okay, Gabe Kapler. Feel free to move him up in the lineup. Seven-game hitting streak. Five of those seven games, a multi-hit game. And last night, going three for four with that two-run single for the couple of RBIs. On with that bunt single as well. And then he also had that double off the right field wall, which was very close to a home run. So when you look at the stat line, just says two singles and a double. 
No, that double could have been a home run. Very close going over the right field wall. And then that single could have easily been a double. That's what we're looking at here. But on the other side, Alex Cobb, starting pitcher for the Giants. He had something to say about Joey Bart, which I I just think this dude's a total pro. And I'm excited to see what he can do in the future. So we'll get to what Alex Cobb had to say on the other side and continue to talk a little Giants baseball. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In the place to be. Tuesday, everybody. Triple A nine five seven nine five seven zero. Of course, is the Comcast business text line. That is also the phone number. If you would like to weigh in on anything today, but right now we are talking about some Giants baseball. Joey Bart. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm I'm just going to peel back the curtain here. My headphones just shorted, so now the sound is going in and out of my ears. Getting off to a very awkward start at five twenty. But nevertheless, we'll power through it. That's what we do. We're going to be like the 49ers here. We're going to play through it. Except this isn't a hamstring strain. Can't believe we got to talk about hamstring strains. That's like my least favorite injury to talk about on the radio just because of the just because of the word. From the 408, say hamstring strain five times fast. You know what? I might do that. I might do that. You know what? <laughs> Actually, that's what's going to happen. 535, 15 minutes when we talk about the 49ers injuries, I say hamstring strain five times fast. We'll see if I can we'll, we'll see if I can do that. From the 669, Stephen, how come you don't talk about Formula 1 no more? You put me on and now you don't talk about it anymore. That's Mario H from San Jose. Well, they're in the break right now. Mario Formula 1's in the break, although there's a lot going on, but uh, I'm sorry, Mario. You know, I'll start a I'll start a Formula One podcast or something. Me and you, Mario. We'll start one up. Just keep up with the Formula One season, though. I can't talk about it at length. Not a lot of people watch Formula One, Mario. Although they should get into it. If you haven't got into it yet, I think the next race is not till the 27th. So you got 11 days to catch yourself up. Get yourself up to speed on everything. Pun intended. But we're going to be talking about baseball that's what we're going to be talking about here and speaking of speed well joey bart doesn't necessarily have the speed but he is speeding up with his career here terrible transition whatever but joey bart again seven game history seven game hit streak five of those seven games are multi-hit games with going three for four last night and, and and that that was also something earlier on in when he started out this year where it was just like man he only it, when he does put make contact and put the bat on the ball it goes like he hits it hard every single time the only problem is he don't make much contact he's constantly striking out you know and, and at some point you're going to regress to the mean when you're taking so many pitches because he was taking more pitches per plate appearance than Juan Soto. 
Okay? You've seen Juan Soto with the Padres. You've seen what he looks like with the Nationals, even going back to his time with Washington. You've seen the Soto shuffle. You've seen how patient he is. He waits for his pitch. And I remember looking at that thinking, oh my God, Joey Bart is, is looking at that. He was, he was seeing four and a half pitches per plate appearance. That's what it was to start out the season. And now it's a little different. Now he's a little more comfortable, confident, aggressive at the plate. And we're seeing him now, everything that he's taken from going back to AAA, coming back up here, it was just a quick... You know what? Here's what your two-strike approach needs to be. We talked to the hitting coach from Sacramento a little while back here on the Morning Roast. Morning Roast coming up from 6 to 9 o'clock. And if you're just getting into your car for Tuesday morning, you didn't tune into the show yesterday. Tuesday just happens to be the first time you're tuning into 95.7 for whatever reason. Let's just say you had Monday off. Bonte is back in the big chair. So that's coming up. Uh, They're coming up here uh, at 6 o'clock. But on the Roast, we talked to the hitting coach, and he said, look, we worked on his two-strike approach and where he was at mentally. It wasn't so much his swing. Like, the mechanics of his swing were there. Not a lot has changed. You know, still relatively the same batting stance. It's not like they've changed their feet or changed the, the swing plane, as they call it. It's just mentally where he's at. Too much guessing, you know? And instead of guessing, actually understanding which pitch is going to come. And yesterday, when you saw that two-run single that was cracked to left off the left field foul wall, or at the left field, uh, at the left field out at the left field wall—that's all I'm going to call it—the foul wall. When you saw that swing, that was a swing unlike something I've seen this year, which is like I know which pitch is coming, and I'm going to put my all into this one. Like, I think he was hoping to hit that for a home run. He just got on top of it a little bit, and it had a little more topspin than he wanted it to. I I think, I really think that on that two-run single, he knew that it could have been a home run. I I think he went up to the plate with that confidence, that conviction, which is what you want. You know what? I'm going to play it right here. Shouldn't have been a single uh, because it was hit off the wall, and it was just a really long single, but it was two runs, and it made the game 6-1. Line drive. Left field, up against the wall. Two runs are going to score. It'll be a single for Joey Bart. And that's a three-hit night for Joey Bart. It's going to happen sooner than later. He's going to start climbing up the, the lineup. He should. Credit NBC Sports Bay Area for the audio. He absolutely should. He needs to get up where upwards in that 4-5-6 hole. No longer in the bottom third. Get him in the middle of that lineup. Joey Bart is your... Hottest hitter right now, although Tyro Estrada is on a on a little tear himself as well. Tyro Estrada has been playing well uh, since coming back from that concussion IL a little while back, at least in the batter's box at the plate. Not so much on defense, but um, Joey Bart is your best hitter right now. Like, get him up in the lineup. I'm tired of seeing him bat eighth. I want to see what he looks like batting fourth, fifth, or sixth. Uh, but Alex Cobb, I teased this uh, before the uh, before the break, and I didn't get to it till now. But Alex Cobb last night. He looked pretty good. Six innings, five, uh, six innings pitched, gave up five hits, struck out five, walked three, gave up the earned run, got out of a little hot water there to start out the game. He was actually out of a bases loaded jam, which was great. Then he pitches Carson Kelly and gets him with that sinker. Alex Cobb is a, like the movement that he has on his pitches when he's locating him well and not leaving the ball up. Alex Cobb can be a damn good pitcher. I think he's great to have in your you know, fourth or fifth spot in your rotation. Same thing with Alex Wood. And again, your rotation, if you manage to sign Carlos Rodon, if he expects to opt out, get him under contract, I think. Then you have Webb, Rodon. You're going to have Wood under contract for the next year, so he's going to be there regardless. Get him in that fifth spot. Maybe Alex Cobb in that fourth spot. Change over the two. You know, and then you decide what you're going to do with the three. I mean, Di Sclafani would have to be the de facto there, but I don't know what Di Sclafani's even going to look like after his stint on the injured list this year when he comes back next season. I mean, he didn't even look good prior to going on the injured list. Um, so either way, though, the back end of your rotation and the top end of your rotation, I think it, I think it could look pretty good next year. But Alex Cobb, he had this to say about Joey Bard. Now, Alex Cobb, out of a lot of these guys, you know, you could – Talk to Carlos Rodon. You know, you could talk to Logan Webb. You could talk to Alex Wood. 
And you could even talk to Di Sclafani if you want. But none of them have had time in the majors like Alex Cobb has. Alex Cobb is 34 years old. Listen to the way that Alex Cobb talks about Joey Bart here. Joey's done an incredible job beyond his years, really, of of handling adversity. I mean, he's had more than half of a season, three-fourths of a season of, of constant struggles. And you would never know it in the in the clubhouse, in the dugout, behind the plate. He's never carried anything behind the plate. You know that's a sign of some extreme maturity and confidence um, that you don't see uh, with guys in their first you know full season. But everybody on the team knows the tools are there, and to see him start clicking is is just fun. You know, it's just it's it's almost like well deserved. Like you you battled through all this, and and now you need to go enjoy the the positive uh, results you're getting. So. Um, happy for him. You know, I was, and I, and I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Just his composure, you know, remains even keeled. Remains even keeled. You wouldn't know that, you know, the mental aspect of the game was getting to him, especially when he was striking out so much. You wouldn't know just because he kind of kept that same attitude, even going back to the dugout. Uh, but when it comes to Bart's swing, too, it's a type of swing which... Really, I think you'd want to teach like your son or your daughter if they're playing baseball and you're watching the game and you're saying, hey, you got to look at the pro and see how they swing. Like The way that he does it with two hands on the bat at all times, just waiting for his pitch, I think he's the type of batter that you want to show people, show the kids so that they can emulate that on the field whenever they play Little League or high school, whatever it is. Because two hands on the bat at all times. You don't want to go showboating like Ken Griffey Jr., But, at least as a little leaguer, that's when you strike out. How do I know? I've done it. But uh, Joey Bart, in that swing, I was trying to think of who he reminds me of. I was trying to think of a comp for his type of swing. And this player's not in today's game. And I'm not saying that he's going to turn into this player. But this is super random. And if you're a baseball fan, you'll have heard of him. If you haven't heard of him, well, I apologize for bringing up this random name. Uh, But this dude hit 267. For his career, a very long career, by the way, it was 15 years, 15 year career for this dude that I'm comparing him to. He played for the Phillies and the Nationals. He was only on an all star team once. But the guy he reminds me of, the type of swing that he has, it's weird. Jason Worth was the name that I thought of. Has anyone, did anyone (laughs) make that connection? I gotta, you know, you try to think of comps for players and you're looking back and you're thinking, all right, right handed batters, guys who swing with two hands. You know, I was like looking back yesterday, I was thinking, like, oh, you know, it's kind of like Anthony Rizzo, same sort of batting stance where they keep the bat close to the, close to the chest, two hands on the bat at all times. But Rizzo has a little more action with the wrist. Joey Bart seems to keep his wrist more straight, and it's all about driving his arms through the ball. Jason Worth is the guy. Go back and watch any of Jason Worth's home runs. Joey Bart and Jason Worth swings, you can compare those two. Just a random comp that I'm throwing out there. But I hope he has a better career overall than Jason Worth did. But, I mean, if you're asking for 15 years, a guy who's hit a walk-off home run in a in a playoff game, yeah, I, I, I think that'd be an okay career, actually, for Joey Bart. But, man, I just want to keep, see him keep ascending. Like, if you're going to have any reason to watch this team uh, for the future, of course, they're still within the wild card hunt. Five and a half games out of the Padres, who currently hold that third wild card spot, but the Padres are currently a half game back of the Phillies, and the Padres ended up losing last night to the Marlins because the Marlins were throwing out Sandy Alcantara, who is one of, if not the best pitcher in the National League. So they're probably going to bounce back today against the Marlins. I don't expect their record to uh I don't I don't expect their number in the loss column to increase by one today. I expect their record in the win column to increase by one. So the Giants just need to keep on stacking wins. They're five and a half games out of that third wild card spot, which is held by the Padres. So you can hold out hope for that. But I want to for Joey Bart. And just the development, watching him grow. They traded Kirk Casale at the deadline because they had full confidence in Joey Bart, which actually leads me to what we're going to talk about on the other side because the deadline for roster cuts is today. 
but the 49ers had already made their roster cuts yesterday. And kind of like how Farhan traded Kirk Casale because of his trust in Joey Bart, well, the 49ers released a certain cornerback because they have trust in a rookie on their team who showed out over the weekend. So we'll get to that on the other side, whether the 49ers want to make any additions. And just looking down at the quarterbacks for the NFC, Man, I think the 49ers are in good hands for the next few years. Uh, But I do want to talk about those injuries on the other side, whether they need to make an addition here, but also on the other side. And this is coming up right after uh, this is coming up right after the break. And this has nothing to do with Bay Area sports, but bear with me. This is sound that you have to hear because, you know, the NIL deals, right? Name, name, image and likeness in college football. Well, there was a commercial that surfaced yesterday. It was a regional commercial, and it's out of Omaha, and it has to do with the player's first name. This is the greatest NIL deal that has ever been done because this commercial is amazing. It's just a win-win for everyone involved, including you, because you're going to be hearing the sound on the other side. This is fantastic. So we'll get to all that in the final half hour. Stephen Langford did on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. For the first time ever, you said you, you, you know what? You heard from a friend. Hey, they got this guy on at 5 a.m. A little wacky, a little quirky. He's odd, but he's entertaining to listen to at 5 in the morning. If you're ever up that early, just put on 95.7 in the game. If you've done that, if you recommended this to a friend, feel free. But this thing, this, this NIL commercial, not an NIL commercial, but this commercial that I saw yesterday, this regional commercial that had to do with an NIL deal. It is perfect for this show. This is what this show is made of here. Because, as you know with NIL deals, now if you want to go back, if you want to go back to earlier on in the show, please feel free at the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You want to catch everything that we talked about in the first half hour? A lot of it focused on Joey Bart. And from the 707, I'm sorry, but Denard was not a key player. No, it's not Denard that I'm talking about. The Denard thing is interesting, but that's not Denard that I'm talking about, 707. It's not Denard. (laughs) Ha ha, you tried to get me. That's not what I'm talking about. But of course, go to the Odyssey app, first half hour, rewind. Do do, Do everything you can to go back and watch this, listen to this. Now, as you know with the NIL deals, name, image, and likeness. This was sort of a way for the NCAA to get away with being one of the most corrupt organizations out there where it's just, hey, we're going to make billions of dollars and we are not going to pay anything to the employees. <laughs> like, that's, what it's been, that's what it's been about. But now with the name, image, and likeness deals where you know players can get sponsors within college football, you can get sponsors outside of their school. It's it's a it, I, look. I personally love it for college football, and you know I, you know some people have an issue with it. Uh, but if you didn't like NIL deals, maybe this will change your mind because there is a recruit who is going to play football at Nebraska, and he's going to be a wide receiver. This guy's name is Decoldest Crawford. Decoldest. Spelled D-E-C-O-L-D-E-S-T. Decoldest Crawford, which is already one of the sickest names in football history. You know, there's plenty, there's plenty on the list to go down. You know, you can you can you can name off a ton. But Decoldest Crawford, it just works. Rolls off the tongue. Decoldest Crawford. Now, Decoldest. 
he did a deal, an NIL deal, with SOS Heating and Cooling in Omaha. And the regional commercial that they have been filming, they posted it yesterday. So here it is, DeColdest Crawford's commercial for SOS Heating and Cooling. We called SOS. Our AC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, now playing at Lincoln. When your AC isn't the coldest, you call SOS Heating and Cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from the coldest. We'll keep you cool this summer. It's the best thing that I've ever heard in my life. It's the, there's not going to be a better deal. No NIL deal is going to top that. The coldest Crawford with SOS heating and cold, cooling. I need to hear that one more time. I'm so glad we called SOS. Our AC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, now playing at Lincoln. When your AC isn't the coldest, you call SOS Heating and Cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from the coldest. We'll keep you cool this summer. It's just amazing. Just amazing. I'm always the coldest. (laughs) The coldest? Can't be a better name than that. Can't be a better name. I did a bit. On this show uh, a little while back, and this is when uh, this is yeah, <laughs> Drake from Mountain View. That is, did, <laughs> you mean that was the coldest commercial you've ever heard? Yup. And then the five one zero. You're missing his middle name, the coldest to ever do it, Crawford. I just looked that up as the commercial was playing. The coldest to ever do it. That's what it was reported as. The coldest to ever do it. But his middle name's actually Juan. I just looked that up. And that's according to USA Today's, the Nebraska version of USA Today's, uh, for USA Today's page, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah, apparently it's just Juan. So it's not to ever do it. That's it. But the coldest Crawford with SOS heating and cooling. Take it from the coldest. We'll keep you cool this summer. Nothing better than that. Nothing's going to top that. Sorry. But there was a bit I was doing on this show, and this is when... A lot of uh, a lot of the baseball players' sons came into the league. You know, you started getting uh, everyone on the Blue Jays, essentially. Uh, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, those guys all coming from baseball players. You know, you're getting Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Sr. actually spoke out about uh, for, uh, Tatis Jr.'s suspension and when you read the details on that, it's like, I can't believe he's getting suspended 80 games for that, for spraying a substance on his neck that ended up having the banned substance in it, even though he didn't know. And now it's 80 games and he's going to be missing out on that. And the fans already have to miss out on a season of him this year. Um, it stinks. But anyway, I had a bit where I was like, you know what? In the future, I am going to just name my son after a random player and just put Junior after it. Because if you have a son that's going to the major leagues, that's trying to get to the major leagues, and he has the name of a professional baseball player, and you just put Junior after it, then, all right, I'm going to name my son after a baseball player and just put Junior at the end. I think, what was the joke I was going for? Evan Gaddis Jr.? It <laughs> was what I was going for because Evan Gaddis, it's like, who's heard from Evan Gaddis? So I was like, I'm going to name my son Evan Gaddis Jr. Give him more of a chance to get into baseball. Now, that was more of a bit. But this year, now, with the NIL and seeing DeColdis Crawford, I want to see if I could, I- I'm just going to name my son something or daughter, whoever. I am going to name them what we want to name them as soon as they're born. But then if they have a chance to get into college sports and they have a chance to get an NIL deal, we will legally change their name to whatever company is doing business. Hell, I would change their name to Dorito if that means I'm getting them a Dorito sponsorship. The coldest Crawford. One more time. I need to play this. This is just, there's nothing that's going to top it. I'm so glad we called SOS. Our AC is the coldest. I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. 
Hey, this is Dakota Scrawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, now playing at Lincoln. When your AC isn't Dakota's, you call SOS Heating and Cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guarantee. Take it from Dakota's. We'll keep you cool this summer. Just... You know what? I, I I'm gonna I got it. I got it. I just I gotta give a round of applause to everyone involved. To everybody involved there. To SOS Heating and Cooling in Omaha for your Nebraska recruit, DeColdest Crawford. Wow. Just everyone. Round of applause there for the NIL. So, as we transition here to I don't know, we're going from DeColdest Crawford to the coldest team with injuries. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to transition here to the 49ers. But uh, let's get an update here from Kyle Shanahan because, as you mentioned here, where was it from the 707? You tried to get me. Not not Denard is who I'm talking about. The releases happened yesterday. The main one being Darquez Denard. The deadline today to for your first round of cuts in the NFL. It's today, and they were supposed to cut five players. Cut it down from 90 to 85. The Niners did cut five players, but the main one being Darquez Denard. Now, it was surprising because on the unofficial depth chart, he was listed as the number one nickel corner. So whenever the offense would be in a three-wide receiver set, he'd be taking that slot receiver. But Samuel Womack, the fifth-round rookie who showed out in week one of the preseason, had a couple of interceptions. He has won the coaches over, won Kyle Shanahan over, Got him to release Darquez Denard, who was a former first-round pick in 2014. And personally, with the skills that Womack had shown in that first game, I do want to see a little more of it. But I personally think that you have much more upside in what uh, in what Womack can bring. Because Denard, you know, he's he's been a pretty good player, but I don't think he's lived up to being that first-round pick name. So they just ended up outright releasing him. I didn't think it was going to be of anyone of note, but the Denard one was interesting. Uh, but the news that surfaced for the 49ers as injuries continue to plague this team, which they did in 2020, and they did last year for uh, for some time. But Shanahan yesterday was asked about Jimmy Ward because Jimmy Ward, now hamstring strange Strains is the name. Hamstring strain, hamstring strain, hamstring strain, hamstring strain. Kyle Shanahan talked about Jimmy Ward and said, ah, it's a little more than a strain for Jimmy Ward. Ward pulled his hamstring, so a little worse than the other guys, so he's going to be some time. Is there a chance he won't be ready for week one? Yeah, it was a pretty bad hamstring injury, and um, it's not like the other two guys, so we'll see over here over the next couple of weeks how it plays out. So we'll see over here the next couple of weeks how it plays out. Then he continued talking about all the hamstring strains with his team. It's been bothersome to me. I think um, they've all come after a day's off. I think this has been a real challenge this camp more than any we've been in with just how it's spaced out with these games and our day off rules and to really get in a in a groove for guys. Once you get about two days in, they're getting a day off, sometimes two days off. So I think our biggest challenge has been these off days um, and how to come back from them. So, those on the list with the hamstring strain. Daniel Brunskill, Elijah Mitchell, Emmanuel Mosley, Charvarius Ward, and then Jimmy Ward. Now, the ones to Mosley and, War- and Charvarius Ward, I'm, I'm interested in, to see what happens there. Because Charvarius Ward, I mean, his injury happened earlier. We didn't talk about it enough because we were so hyper-focused on Jimmy and what Trey's going to bring. But we didn't focus on Charvarius Ward. That's going to be an interesting one. Um... Stop trying to fool me, text line. The hamstring strain? Don't say hamstring string, you jerk, 925. <laughs> hamstring string? I'm telling you, it's one, of the, it's, like, it's, it's one of the toughest injuries to talk about on radio. Like, you know, it's, it's not like you could just say, oh, yeah, it's an ACL, a PCL, an MCL, an Achilles, meniscus. Easy to say. But a hamstring strain? You get hamstrung as a radio host when talking about it. Uh, but out of those guys, you know, Daniel Brunskill, not exact, not expected to be um, a starter on this team. It looks like Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, and Spencer Burford, the rookie, are going to make up that interior offensive line, and that's going from left to right. Maybe Daniel Brunskill can get that starting center job, but it looks like he was working with the second team more than anything. Elijah Mitchell... I, I, I think that one's concerning, a hamstring strain right there. But also, hamstring strains are very common within preseason. 
You know, it, 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 this is something that happens within the NFL. It's not to say these guys' seasons are over. It's not to say, oh yeah, you need to make Jeff Wilson Jr. the number one. You can't throw Elijah Mitchell out there. I mean, I don't think you can expect to watch him in the preseason any longer. Um, and you do want them to get their reps, but hamstring strains are very common. Um, so the Emmanuel Mosley and Charvarius Ward injuries are interesting because those are your two starting cornerbacks, and you just took a chance by releasing Darquez Denard, and you're putting Samuel Womack in there. Ombre Thomas did not look good. I don't know what to expect from Diamador Lenore. Um, so your depth could be tested early on if those guys' injuries don't improve. But the Jimmy Ward one is uh, the Jimmy Ward one is concerning because when Kyle talks about that, when Shanahan says, "Well, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad," and uh, there's a there's a likely chance that he can miss Week One. Not saying it's going to happen. Like as you know, we are back. For football season and from the 5 and 0, can we just take a moment and appreciate football being back? I'll take a moment here to appreciate that. And if you haven't listened to this show during football season, wait till you see how I handle the injuries at the end of every week because these dudes won't practice. You know, they're going to be non participants. Then they're going to be questionable. Then you think, oh man, there's not a chance that they're going to play. So then you go into it on Friday talking about Sunday's game, thinking that these dudes are going to be injured. Well, then it turns out that they're okay over the weekend. They recover. Then they play on Sunday. So that's a lot of fun. Always being wrong when it comes to the injuries. I hope I'm wrong with this one, but they said that it could bleed into week one. Now, I don't think the Niners need to make any sort of drastic move right now. Um, you know, because it's just one week. You can live with just one week of Jimmy Ward being out. But if that injury, if that is exacerbated at all, if it, it lingers on through the season, I do think that you'd have to sign somebody. I, I do think that a free safety, you, you got to keep in mind that the the depth at secondary, you saw what happened with Tar- Tarvarius Moore in week one. That would be one of your backups there. And he got beat on the go route. So I think if Jimmy Ward is hurt and you could sign another guy, then it might be prudent to do so. But the list is not exactly a long list at that. You got Landon Collins, who's currently a free agent. And I was actually trying to look this up yesterday. I don't know what's going on with Landon Collins. This dude was a star with the Giants. Didn't work out there. Had his time in Washington. Didn't work out there. Now he's currently a free agent. I'm not sure what's happening with Landon Collins. I apologize if there's something that's going on with him that maybe I didn't hear of. So just, you know, I'm putting my hands up here. I apologize. But Landon Collins is there as a free agent. I mean, if they could sign him, go ahead. But the names on here, Tashawn Gibson, Nate Ebner, Curtis Riley, Darian Thompson, there's a there's a pretty high chance that you haven't heard of any of these guys. But I, I see Tashawn Gibson as being, in, being a, I mean, he's 32 years old. He's from Chicago. PFF grade, not too bad. Nate Ebner hasn't even played. Curtis Riley and Darius Tom- Darian Thompson, I don't know what they can give you. I'm not going to act like I could sit here and say, oh, yeah, you need to sign these dudes. Full confidence, you need to sign one of them. But if this injury continues to linger on, I think it's something to monitor for sure. Uh, because Jimmy Ward is right up there among the don't-get-hurt guys. Because he's one of the leaders of this team. He is. He He's made that known. Like He is... Their guy on defense, outside of Fred Warner, in the secondary, he's the veteran of that team. Like, Jimmy Ward's very important to have on the field. Like, last year, what made it work was him and Joukowsky Tart. But if you're left with just Talanoa Hufunga and Tarvarius Moore, you could get away with it in Week 1, because you're playing the Bears in Week 1. All right, if you can't get past the Bears just after missing your free safety, then you got bigger problems because the Bears are not going to be a good team. They have one of the worst rosters out there. But this Jimmy Ward injury is something to monitor. I, I, I definitely think so. Hamstring strains, relatively normal in preseason, so it's nothing to write home about, I think, with the other guys. But when you hear Jimmy Ward, oh, yeah, it's pretty bad, I think that's something uh, to pay attention to. Um, and also, this is just random, but... I was just looking at the Packers and the Vikings and their quarterback situations coming up. The one with Kirk Cousins is curious because 
ever since he signed that three-year deal in 2018, it's just been a one-year deal ever since. So it's very curious to see what they're going to do with Kirk Cousins. Kellen Mond, you're going to be seeing a heavy dose of him in this week two of preseason because he's battling Sean Mannion for the backup spot. And then with the Packers, you had Jordan Love playing a lot of that game. And I know two touchdowns, three picks. uh, But Jordan Love has not looked good ever since entering the league. It's not the same situation as you had with Favre and Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers looked like he could be something. Like, I don't think Jordan Love is going to make that leap. And I was just thinking, man... When you look around the NFC, and we're going to do more of a deep dive into this tomorrow because we ran out of time talking about DeColdis Crawford, which the commercial that I'm actually going to play one more time. Um, But when you look at the other quarterbacks around the NFC, the 49ers are in a very good spot, especially when you look at years beyond just the 2022-2023 season. We'll do more of a deep dive into that tomorrow, into what the plan is for quarterbacks these with these other NFC teams, because I think the 49ers have gotten a head start on a lot of these teams within the NFC. So I do want to get to that tomorrow. But today, been a very fun show. Talked a lot about Joey Bart, what he's been doing. Want to see him continue to roll on here. See if he can extend that seven-game hitting streak to eight games. Maybe with another multi-hit game. But I want to play this one more time. And in case you're just getting into your car, there is a freshman recruit for the Nebraska football team. He's a wide receiver. He is called DeColdest Crawford. That's his name. First name, DeColdest. D.E. Coldest. DeColdest Crawford. Now, he has an NIL deal with SOS Heating and Air Conditioning in Omaha. And they recently released their regional commercial, DeColdest Crawford, with DeColdest commercial of all time. I'm so glad we called SOS. RAC is DeColdest. I'm always DeColdest. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, raw receiver from Louisiana, now playing in Lincoln. When your AC isn't Dakota's, you call SOS Heating and Cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from Dakota's. We'll keep you cool this summer. (laughs) Good luck topping that any other NIL deal that's looking for a regional commercial. It's the best thing that I've ever seen. Take it from the coldest. We'll keep you cool this summer. <laughs> All right, coming up on the other side, Bonte Hill, Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky. Thanks so much, everybody, for following along. Of course, you can catch us live on YouTube, live on Twitch. Just log on to 957 the game. Go into the YouTube chat, the Twitch chat. It's a lot of fun to uh it's a lot of fun to interact with a lot of the listeners here. But the morning roast coming up next. Thanks so much, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow on 957 the game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.